This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron and Stanger here. And before we start today's awesome episode, we want to talk to you about a great sponsor we have for the show called Diet Smoke. Uh, Hell yeah. What's up? What a time we're living in, Aaron. What a time we're living in to where we can have access to high-quality THC in gummy form and just the right amount of uh, dosage that we want. It's all legal. It's all on the up and up. It's, it's safe. It's controlled. It's very cool. I mean, if, you know, I, 10 short years ago, this wasn't the case. Right. I know. I, and I used to even be nervous to have any weed, but let alone something gummy where you don't know what's down the road for you. And yeah, so you, you don't know what you're getting. It could be too much. It could be not enough. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it would be like not enough. And then you keep dosing and dosing and dosing. And then it's like too much. But fortunately, yep. Diet Smoke has formulated the perfect high. They felt these concerns They probably had them too, and they addressed them. Mm -hmm. So that means it's not too light. It's not too strong. It's just right. Oh, it's like the, the, the Goldilocks effect. Yeah, it's exactly like Goldilocks. She found, (laughs) what is it? The baby's bed? The baby stuff. She was into that. Yeah. All the, yeah. She was going after all the baby stuff. Yeah. Because it was just right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Diet smoke THC's gummies give you the right amount of high every time. Taking the guesswork out of it. Yep. They have their signature gummy is optimized with Delta 8 hemp derived THC. So that's how, you know, secrets out of the bag. It's how they've managed to perfect the ultimate and manageable high. Yep. Um, so they're, uh, they know that a lot of these other weed gum- gummies are making you anxious, uh, getting you too high. Um, they're, they're trying to perfectly balance theirs. Um, it's less intense than traditional cannabis, but it's still strong. They want you to know that they're like, Hey, be clear on that. Let them know that they're going to get something with this. It's not like they're just taking a, uh, a vitamin C gummy or something. You're just not going to get any (laughs) anxiety or paranoia from the gummy. They also come in two delicious flavors, blue raspberry and watermelon for that summertime vibe. Yeah, and so you're wondering, um, how do they know what's going in there? How can they verify the quality and integrity of the ingredients and the fact that there should be 10 milligrams of American-made hemp-derived Delta-8 THC every time? Well, all Mm -hmm. of Diet Smoke gummies are third-party lab-tested to ensure quality for all the batches. That is nice, okay? Also, just so everyone knows, you don't need a medical card or license to order Diet Smoke as it is 100% legal THC, even if states, you know, where they're saying, no, 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 it's okay. Yeah. They'll get it to you. They're saying no to cannabis. Well, their way around it is that it's hemp derived. So when CBD isn't enough and traditional THC is too much, enjoy the smooth buzz of diet smoke. Use promo code dumbbells for 20% off your order. Go to dietsmoke.com and use the promo code dumbbells for 20% off your order. That's dietsmoke.com, promo code dumbbells for 20% off. Let's start the show. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and on my second cold brew. 
This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and fan of Post-Its and Post Malone and Post Toasties. Okay, you found us. Uh, the Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration. Motivation. And sometimes information. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. Have you ever heard of Post Toasties before? No. Post, the brand. Toasties, Uh the kind of cereal. I never heard of them. I mean, I never had them, but I read a book when I was in school, and it was like an old book, and they were talking about Post Toasties. And then I thought that was like really funny. I was like, what the fuck is this old shit? And then like uh, we had to write short stories in that book. And I, I would like would just write like crazy short stories. And um, this this <laughs> kid tried to like like was like his he had like an abusive brother. And like he blew his brother's heads off, his, blew his brother's head off with a gun. And his brother's head exploded and post toasties flew out everywhere. And like <laughs> you had to read it in front oh of cl- <laughs> and people would like laugh at all that fucking crazy shit you know because they were like wow stanger's obsessed with post toasties lately <laughs> I wait can't... that was a story that you wrote well i we, we read another story and post toasties were in the other story i can't remember okay. what book it was some required reading that we had to do and i really zeroed in on post toasties and would ask <laughs> tons of questions about that and then we had to do our own creative writing, and I had okay. a, se- a series of short stories that all featured post toasties heavily. And <laughs> That's I mean, your through line. You're like, yeah. people will know it's from me because yeah. somewhere. Truly unhinged in uh, <laughs> junior high. What did you say? You said post-its, post-Malone, yeah. and post-toasties. Yeah. It could be because of, um, you know, in kind of like preparation for the show and me just like looking around what I had in front of me and I did have yeah. p- post-it notes, but that post-its, didn't feel like yeah. quite enough. Um, and yeah, then also and post Malone in, uh, in all transparency is also sitting next to you is, and I did hear him today on the Howard Stern show. Uh, <laughs> l- look, you know, and then, uh, you know, comedy comes in threes comedy. I mm-hmm. put in quotations, um, because let's be honest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, so anyway, headline. I say comedy is dead, right? Dead. Done. That's the headline. <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> We're talking about the 1983 or 82. I think it's 83 because I remember thinking when I saw that this came out before I was born. Okay. So the 1983 <laughs> 80s classic <laughs> flash dance. Uh, starring Jennifer Beals, Michael Nury, directed by Adrian Lyne. Um, we'll talk about that later. First time viewing for you, right, Aaron? It was, yeah. Okay, first time yeah. seeing it. Um, in our ongoing uh, series of reviewing fitness in movies, you know, it's, it's, it's loose because there's not a ton of fitness-specific movies. So it's kind of evolved into fitness in movies, but I would say this one has quite a bit. Um, <laughs> it had, yeah, it yeah. was, it was a very fun, it was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then some funny little exercise moments. Right. Uh, so we'll get into that later. Quickly. <laughs> let's catch yeah. up with each other. Aaron, how are you feeling? Uh, you went back to 100% yet? Seems like you're doing your full routine, but you may not feel a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. 
you know, so if you're listening to this, I am a recent COVID graduate. I graduated class 2022. Uh Uh-huh. Um, first timer. And so I have been recovering from that. Um, and I would say that I am lifting normally, but cardio is a struggle and it is frustrating. It's all, it's, oh, it's always a struggle to some degree, Sure, but it feels like the, where I was is hard to attain currently. So I'm having to kind of you know, do my little self positive self talk, if you will, about, uh, Hey, this is not forever. We're, we're going to be okay. This is okay. Just do what you got to do. So that's where I'm at. So it's, it's frustrating, but it's not, I know it's not going to be then like, it's not like this forever. And even if it is, Hey, it'll be okay. But do you feel diminished lung capacity or do you just feel kind of run down when you're doing I think I just feel like, yeah, more run down. I don't know that it's lungs, but it definitely feels like endurance. Yeah. My endurance was just shot. And I was like, it's not like I have not worked out for months. I like yeah. just didn't work out for like 10 a week. days. Yeah. Seven days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, to, so the, it feels like, um, exponentially worse than it should actually be, which is mm-hmm. why it feels like it's COVID related. Cause it, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, that's what's, what's the, uh, what's the one unusual thing that happened to you that could explain <laughs> right. a rapid drop <laughs> right. off in endurance. Mm, right. Well, I did experience, you know, a bizarre upper respiratory infection or disease, you know, yeah, could be that. Um, so I'm going to blame it. I'm yeah. going to blame it on that. But you know, I did, um, I did like step class and felt like I could do like, it's that kind of thing. I feel like I can do better cause I get breaks in between, but just doing consistent jogs has really been what has wiped it out of me fast. So okay. I'm getting, I'm getting there just taking it slow and steady and trying not to beat myself up too much. Um, but man, that's harder to, to actually do, you know, to like, I preach it all the time, but it's hard to practice it. So that's where I'm eating a little of my own. What's the stew? Is that? <laughs> what's, is there a phrase? Was there a saying I'm almost getting? I mean, eating some of your own stew. <laughs> it's the medicine. Sip of, yeah. sip of your own medicine. Taste of your own medicine. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I've, I guess it also made me dumber. Yeah. Yeah. Brain fog. Um, yeah. I've never heard the term brain fog so much as in the past couple of years, but, um, I taste of your own medicine. Yeah. Cause that can be applied to anything that you're getting that you often do. That's then served back for you, served back to you. So it could just be advice that you often give. Yeah. You now have to take some of your own advice. So that sucks, but that's uh, where I'm at. <laughs> what about you? Everything's good. Everything's good on my front. Uh, you know, nothing new to report, really. Uh, working out, being consistent. Food, I, I, food just feels a little messy, but not bad. Just maybe like too much food. I just don't mm. know what I 
I just don't know what parameters to put on it. Really. I'd like, um, yeah. I'd like some kind of goal to, uh, to, you know, to maybe give me some focus. I just kind of feel like I'm just, you know, just, just I know. I think I feel rudderless. the same. Like, like, um, somebody, somebody commented on, uh, when we had Corey Clifford on a while back and we talked about training for a movie and when we posted about it, somebody po- like somebody like commented about just like, what about just training for regular life? And I was like, yeah, I, of course, that's what we do all the time. I think, you know, like, but having some sort of like milestone or goal or like it helps keep you focused on, even if it's not like get smaller, get bigger, get, it's like just having a goal is helpful for like, just like instead of like roaming aimlessly throughout life, it does help. Even if it's not, even if it's like self-inflicted goals and not like an outer, you know, an outer stimuli saying you should look like this for this. It's like, no, you just, I I agree. I don't always want it. And I would say, if you listen to this show regularly, you would know that we're constantly preaching for sustainability, longevity, longevity yeah. time, overtime. The one time yeah. we do kind of a fun, like, hey, here's a quick thing to do for me. People are like, hey, that's hey. bullshit. That's total bullshit. But, but I mean, it's a fair, it, it's a fair it, point. Sure it is. Yeah. 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 Totally fair point. That being said, I'm with you. I Every once in a while, I do like to get hyper-focused on something. And I think you can learn a little bit of something about yourself. Learn a little bit of something about yourself. How's that for too many words to convey? <laughs> um, you can learn a little it's bit a about- podcast. It's yeah, okay. <laughs> you can learn a little bit about yourself. You can maybe, uh, I don't know, unlock something- Try something that you mm-hmm. wouldn't have tried before, or you know, implement some new things that you kind of keep with you. Like, oh, I'm even though I'm not as hardcore as what I was doing for this one specific goal. There's a few things I kind of picked up that I'm going to keep going with. So anyway, I just need something like that, and I don't know if I can. I don't know if I have the strength to make it up on my own. I want. I want the universe to present it to me. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, I wanted just like, oh, you have to do this. You have no choice. And it's like, okay, great. Let's see what I can come up with. Anyway, that's kind of what I'm looking for. We oh. should go get um the the DEXA scan thing. Oh uh, yeah, that's a I, idea. I think that would help because I think um because it tells you like your body fat yeah. and like your muscle, like um does it tell you like if you have imbalances in your muscles? Is that that scan? It may. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. We maybe we should do that, and then we'll have like a we can have like some sort of goal, and we can make the Bell Babies join us. That's a good idea, and that's um that sounds like universe. You know, I didn't. Think, I am the I, universe. I didn't think of it. <laughs> surprise. So, yeah. Surprise. Surprise. Speaking on behalf of the universe. Yeah, of the whole universe. A lot of pressure to be the universe. You would think, but really you just say shit and it's fun. <laughs> um, sorry. I just watched, I've watched so much television because of COVID and, and then, you know, you get in the habit of it. And I just watched keep sweet. Have you seen, seen this about the like fundamental Mormons? No. Oh boy. What, what streamer is it on? It's Netflix. Netflix. It's, and it's I think a it's like seven parter needs only uh, to be one. 
This one felt like it was it was it worth earned, it. Warranted the um, yeah the ep- multiple episodes. Yeah, I kind of even would have kept watching because that stuff, like Sister Wives stuff, fascinates me. Yeah, um, I mean, the, it's a sad like the the end of this one is disturbing greatly. Um, but it is it's a great one. Anyway, I don't Z- honestly know what made me think of it. <laughs> Polygamy? What are we dealing with in there? It's like hardcore Mormonism. It's polygamy and like underage marriage, like wow. old men marrying very young Mormons, and they gotta get to heaven, you know? Oh, that's the universe. Like this guy, he just starts saying whatever he wants because he's the prophet. Mm. So that's what I was just doing to you. I was uh, John Smith. Except me. I'm using it for fitness. Um, it's uh. <laughs> It's always um it's always old guys with young girls. It's always set up for the old guys to come out the best. It really there's like one in a million that it's like this like I remember like that that teacher that had like an affair with the young guy when I was young enough that I was like, "Oh my gosh, it was like scandal." I mean, it was scandalous, but that was like the one time it's maybe happened a second time. Mary Kay Letourneau, that's who it was. But all the rest of the times, it's old freaking dudes with young. Yeah, I mean the teacher girls. thing will pop up, but it's that's when somebody specifically designs like a whole religion to yeah hook up with <laughs> yeah, it's somebody younger. It's always it's always set up for men to do well in that. And I said John <laughs> yeah. Smith, I meant Joseph Smith. Um, the oh yeah, John Smith. I mean John Smith had his own you know shit. Was that with was he with Pocahontas or <laughs> in the Disney movie? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> That's the extent of my knowledge. That'll be on our history. next movie. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we talk about. We got to. We got to. People clamoring. People have been clamoring for us to talk about Disney's Stinger, Pocahontas. Have you ever? T- yeah, for real. Have you ever like divulged what you eat on this show? Yeah, yeah. You want to know? Yeah. In in what respect? Like what? Like a the typical meal for me is or like, yeah. Or what's a typical like day day. Well, so I usually, um, don't really eat until the afternoon. I drink a lot of celery juice, um, or greens juice. <laughs> okay. Like tons, like, uh, tons of that stuff, like 32 ounces of green juice, you know? Um, okay. With no, no apples or any, maybe some lemon in there sometimes. It's all just like just greens, a lot of celery juice and, you know, Swiss chard and all that kind of shit. Um, and then, uh, I do, I eat some coconut oil. Um, I do like collagen Mm -hmm. as a, uh, like a protein shake that I mix Mm -hmm. with some kind of, um, bioavailable vitamin C. Uh, and then I do a B12 or B complex vitamin B complex spray. And then I'll have like, uh, you know, nuts and maybe some berries, that kind of stuff for snacks. Um, and I don't really ever worry about how much I'm having. I just eat if I'm hungry, like I'll just have it till I'm full type, you know, or feel satisfied mm-hmm. there. And I, I do like cashews and almonds and whatever, sometimes roasted, sometimes raw. Like I'm not really too concerned about that. Um, Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to limit how much I'm having, if I feel like, oh, I'm overdoing it a little bit, I'll buy more of the raw ones because I'm just, I'll, I'll eat them, but They're I'm less, less likely to fucking go yeah. crazy on that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then I'll do some kind of um, lean protein 
uh, as like a quasi lunch type thing and, mm -hmm. and a fat, usually like avocado. Uh, maybe I'll have some other veggies too or something, but, and then dinner, usually I do like a giant salad. Um, that's all like, all, all no real let, I mean, greens like spinach and kale and, you know, I, I don't know the good stuff. Um, like how big of a bowl are we talking? Huge. Like a huge, <laughs> like a popcorn bowl, you know, like a big popcorn bowl. I'll show you. Okay. Bowl. I'll take okay. a picture of it sometime. And then, uh, I do like broccoli sprouts in there and red onion. And then I'll do some kind of lean protein. Um, and not, not always lean protein. I mean, I say lean protein, but I do chicken thighs. I do, mm -hmm. um, turkey or pork tenderloin. I'll do sometimes some beef tri-tip. So I'm saying lean protein. I guess it's not really even that lean. I don't really worry about that. Uh, maybe, yeah. and, it, and maybe like 16 ounces, like a lot, probably too much. Uh, and then, uh, another whole like avocado. Um, and then that's it usually. Yeah. Wow. And then sometimes I'll do cooked vegetables in there. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have like some Brussels or broccoli rob or broccolini. Yeah. Um, God, I can't make broccoli rob good. It's I've never better. been able to make it. Yeah, good. We've like only gotten it when they've been out of broccolini and we decided that it was a waste of money for us. We can't, yeah, we just how much can't I, break it. I don't know how much I love it either. Like I'll mix it in the salad and then yeah. it's okay. Um, but you know, sometimes some asparagus or something like that. Sometimes some squash or something a little starchier. Uh, and yeah. then I... um. And then sometimes I'll, you know, maybe have some more nuts or something, or, you know, I, I have a tendency to kind of want to eat one more time before I go to bed, but I, I try not to, but occasionally I'll do some kind of like protein bar or something that tastes kind of chocolatey or something. Yeah. If I want to do Yeah. I was like, going to say, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like there's anything like sweet. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll, ha I'll have that stuff. I'm just, I generally generally try to avoid it, but sometimes it finds its way more, but I'll do like kind of the bullshit keto friendly paleo type stuff, <laughs> you know, which yeah. who knows? I mean, it's still, it's still yeah, kind uh, of bullshit, you know? Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, like there's like these, like kind of like keto cook. I mean, I usually try, I try to, I try to make sure the ingredients are pretty good. I mean, I'd rather do sugar and, um, wheat and butter than some kind of weird chemical shit, you know, like just, yeah. weird. so I'll do like, um, but you know, they have, they have that kind of like juice sweetened, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know that kind of applesauce sweetened. So I'll kind of fuck around with that stuff sometimes Yeah, to like, is like a little like indulgence. Um, and what I described sounds a little monk like, um, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll eat big portions. I'll eat a lot. You know, sometimes on the weekends, I'll, I'll have a day where I'm kind of eating more liberally. Um, yeah. or like, you know, doing again, like more kind of healthy snack type stuff, mm -hmm. but I do like the Siete chips and cauliflower chips. And I mean, I'm pretty good about not having too many grains. Um, yeah. not that any of that shit matters for me. I tend to feel a little better doing that. Um, yeah. And then if I indulge on that stuff that, you know, that's maybe a little more calorie rich than normally I would go, I feel like I can recover faster than if I'm just having 
a bunch of Ben and Jerry's or something like that. You know what I mean? Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. But I like that stuff. Yeah. It's not like I, and I will yeah. have it. I mean, it's not, I'm not afraid. It doesn't scare me or anything. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, um, oxy nervosa. Is that what it was? Oh, that what it was? We're, nice memory. We yes. learned, like it, it doesn't scare me. Like I'll, you know, I mean, I try to kind of work on not having that, but I'm not, I won't freak out if I do, or I, I don't feel anxiety around it if it's the only thing. And every once in a while, you just kind of got to have it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, well, I would say yeah, I, no, I, I, I have more questions. <laughs> I would say I fuck up where I fuck up or where I lose some um, discipline is just in how much yeah. I eat. And that, okay. and that is like kind of my, that's my um, Achilles heel or my kind of albatross is that I, I do, feel like I, I feel like I am a compulsive eater and I will just kind of want to eat until being beyond full. Um, mm. and so I'll have these dinners or sometimes protein or whatever. That's just, I I'm beyond full. I've had more than enough, but I'm still kind of going, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's where I kind of, that's where I could always use a little help work. Uh, I have to kind of check in, be present, you know, make sure yeah. I'm not f- going too far in that one direction. Do you eat out ever? I mean, very rare, but usually, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of the last time I ate, I ate out in like a year ago or something. I just don't really like doing it. I don't like the food that much. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm I mean, like, I'm like, what are you doing? But I want to do it. What, what's going on back there? You know? <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. Hold that's on. Like a, how, like how joy of going out. It's like, how long has that meat been in the fridge? You know, what's going on? Mm. I, I I don't know. Just having like worked in restaurants and stuff. And it's just like, was this meat a little gray before or was it, you know, how <laughs> oh, pink God. did it look like? I want to pick it out. I want to see what it is. I want to like, I want to get my hands on it first. You know, is it yeah. grass fed? I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, who knows what you're getting, you know, all that you know, they can kind of dress shit up with some preparation technique and sauce and spice, but I, you know, what are the actual ingredients? Um, and then also like the portions, like I like more, like I've, I always like more greens and veggies and they're kind of willing to do like, I'm like, yeah. fill that fucking plate with the greens, dude. I don't want a yeah. little fucking sprig, uh, you know, shit on here. <laughs> Give it. I'm like a, like a fucking gorilla. Like I like a big old, you know, like gorillas just eat bamboo all day. <laughs> um, that's yeah, that's like. exactly what I would, I would equate you to right now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I like, you know, sometimes like I love like going to Mexican food or something and, um, you know, just throwing caution to the wind. <laughs> I just like that. kind. Of, I just like that kind of food. And so, you know, and the, yeah. like they're, they're kind of working on stuff all day or like for a week. So they're got a good salsa going that you can't really yeah. do at home on your own. Just in one day, you kind of got to, yeah, exactly. You got to let that stuff kind of work together for a while. Um, yeah, <laughs> man, where do you keep all of the juice? I make it fresh. I have like, our fridge is like a fucking crazy thing with uh, all these greens and stuff. It's like drives Nancy crazy. Okay. You owe me a picture of your fridge when it's like full and then a a picture of the salad bowl. Okay. Guaranteed. That's going to be guaranteed. Wow. This is exciting. What you like to eat out. I see pictures. You do like a lot of, uh, I do styling. 
I love, oh, wow. Yes. Thank you so much. Wow. 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 Uh, I just like to try to take a picture. If I'm going to go, go for it. I like seeing it. I like seeing it. it. It's not any judgment. I mean, that's the stuff I'm skipping past people's fucking landscapes and I want to see food pictures and selfies. It's all the shit we make fun of. People like yeah, trying to. It's like the original Instagram yeah. use was selfies with those like awful filters and pics of food. I don't like the filters, but I like the pics of. I like selfies and I like the pics of food. Or I like, <laughs> or I like um, people at parties, like, um, you know, just candidates of, at parties that I didn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't go to. Yeah. Yo, Aaron and Stanger here, and we are sorry to interrupt the episode, but we're happy to talk to you about the fact that this episode is sponsored by Ritual. Yes, Stanger, let's talk protein. Yeah, we're going to talk about protein. Look, protein powder, we said it before and we'll say it again, can be intimidating. Oftentimes people will say, you know what? I'm not a big weirdo, freak tanned bodybuilder giant (laughs) Why on no one earth? has ever said those exact words back to back before. <laughs> I, I think there's an infinite universe out there, Aaron, and it is certainly possible. Um, you're right. You're right. But but there is, you know, people see these like giant, weird, jacked dudes and it feels all broy, and it, it feels like, well, that's yeah. not me. I, you know, I like to hike or I like to do yoga or whatever. So is there a yoga? Is there a, a, a protein powder that's out there for me? The answer is Yes. Right. Okay. So it's not just about muscles, I think is what Stanger is trying to say. It's protein helps support bone health and satiety, satiety. What do you think? Should, how should I have said that word? Uh, I say like satiety, but, um, Ooh. but you know, either I mean, way, like it makes you, too. it makes you feel full in a good way. Yeah. Um, and look, ritual knows that as we go through life, our protein needs change. Um, mm-hmm. So they're want they're want you to know that it's important to choose uh, the right mix for different life stages. And Ritual's essential protein is a delicious plant based protein powder with three distinct formulas designed to meet the body's changing protein needs. Yeah, so uh, so very cool. And we know a lot about Ritual. They've got a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they do they do multivitamins. They do women's daily vitamins. Um, we've worked with them before, and so we're always happy when they got something out of their labs for us to tell you about on our show. And I like the fact that it's getting delivered to my door every mm-hmm. week. I don't have to worry about it. Oftentimes, I would go. I, re- I wouldn't realize how empty my protein canister was, and then yep. I'd be scraping the bottom, and I wouldn't have enough. And then I'd be off my protein supplement for a while, you know, and I, I feel like I wasn't getting the macros right um, protein mm-hmm. was taking a hit. So the convenience of it is unbeatable. It's coming right to the house. I don't got to worry about it. I don't got to go to the, I don't got to go to the, the health food store or the yeah. market. It's nice. Well, and they have 20 grams of pea protein per serving, which that's a good little boost. If you're having a low protein day, you know, that will get you, that'll get you back on track. Yeah, and it's uh, it's convenient. It's formulated so that you can just mix it with water, and it tastes great. You don't have to do a big production. You don't have to get a whole team involved. You know, blow your kitchen apart like in a in a movie <laughs> where like 
Like, you know, in a movie where like some kids trying to do a um, uh, special breakfast for mom or something and the kitchen's completely destroyed. Sometimes after you have to do a big blended <laughs> protein shake, that's what it looks like. Not the case <laughs> with ritual like. essential protein. You're just mixing with a little bit of water, slam dunk, you're done. You're ready to go. Let's, slam dunk the funk. Let's tell them about uh, the, the, uh, the, the protein a little bit. Um, so yep. the, uh, the Daily Shake 18 Plus, one of their three formulas, has a complete amino acid profile featuring choline, which is an essential nutrient and a common dietary gap. I wanted to do the 18 Plus because I feel like I appeal to a young demo. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, interesting. Talk, talk to your the, demo. Uh, then I'll talk to my demo, the Daily Shake 50 Plus, all the way to the top folks adds calcium HMB to the mix, helping to build and maintain muscle mass for healthy, active aging. And you know what? It is my birthday and I will not be 50 plus yet, but I'm, I'm excited for that day. Hey, we're all headed there. And so you might as well take care of those bones and uh, make sure that you're, uh, you're healthily aging. Uh, also mm -hmm. to those, the ladies out there that are, are pregnant or, or, or just done with being pregnant, they have a formula that has extra nutrient support to meet the demands of pregnancy and lactation. So that's cool. There's a big difference when you're using Ritual. Uh, I love the fact that it's traceable. It's got a one-of-a-kind mm -hmm. visible supply chain. So you know what, how, and why. Uh, you know the what, how, and why of every labeled ingredient that's going into it. It's made, again, with a complete amino acid profile, which is really great. Delicious handcrafted vanilla flavor. Are you kidding me? From Sustainably Harvest. That's also amazing in Madagascar. Vanilla bean extract. This is all fancier than I ever thought I'd be. And here I am living it up. Sustainably sourced, packed with 20 grams of protein per serving, made from sustainably grown peas. Okay, so we're hitting it all. Just the good stuff too. No added sugar, sugar alcohols, soy-free, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Are you ready to shake up your protein ritual? Our listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash dumbbells. Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Visit ritual.com slash dumbbells today for 10% off your first three months. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Well, we want to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. We're always happy to do it. And uh, I think a good way in on this, Aaron, is uh, talking about people and how they take care of their things. People take people have cars out there. I have a car. You have a car. We're both mm -hmm. Subaru drivers. Mm -hmm. um, I take care of that car. Um, I wash it, change the oil, do the uh, do the maintenance. Now, maybe I get a little. I stretch it a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't Same. quite. Yeah, I don't quite. Uh, you know, meet all the uh, factory recommended guidelines on it, <laughs> but. I tell you what, if I had to keep that Subaru Forester for the rest of my life and had to drive it forever, um, I'd probably take care of it a lot differently and uh, be really dialed in, really focused on it. Wow. If Yeah. Like, I don't think I got a, an oil change for maybe two and a half years one time um, when I was like 25, and it really... You know, it ruined my car. It died on the it died on the interstate. I'll never forget that. That's the worst place for your car to die, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I would say best place would be a uh, free mechanic. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. That would. I don't be the know. Best I, you know, I'm just throwing it at something out yeah. there. Maybe not. Maybe somebody could come up with something better. Um, but look, our, our, you think about you got your brain. You guys got one brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you got one mind. It's got to last you for your whole life. Yeah. Um, so why not treat it the uh, the way that you would care for a, a car or something that had to drive you around for the rest of your life? That's your brain, guys. That's, Stinger, that's poetry. What you just, you just, man, I think, man, when I was 25, I also didn't take care of my brain for two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah. It's never too late. Um, there's plenty of ways to support a healthy brain. Uh, like learning a new language. You could take naps. You could improve your sleep. Um, you could uh, read books. And there's mm-hmm. also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Yes. Okay, so you guys know how we feel about therapy. I'm in it. I, I, I have my own therapist. I have a couple's therapist. Um, I, I have been going for like six years, and I still figure new stuff out. And that makes me crazy because I wish I could just have that hour back, but it really does make a huge difference in my life personally. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things, you know, again, you may have something that's going on in your life that you don't even understand that it's bothering you or why it's bothering you. And all it takes is a licensed professional therapist to unlock it for you and give you some tools Mm -hmm. uh, and help you on your way. Uh, so BetterHelp, great, great resource to use for that. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat only therapy sessions so that you don't have to see anybody on camera if you do not want to. Yeah. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So it can be a really quick turnaround for you. Yep. They're taking away all your excuses, guys. Take care of your brains. We want you to be with us for our entire life uh, because we need the listeners, you know? (laughs) Okay, y'all. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. That's betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. And now back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, I would say like I... When I start, first started working out like really hard, it was like I had to scale. I my my family we would eat out four out of seven days. Like we were a big eat out family. It wasn't like fancy, but it was just like sometimes it was like more fancy, but it was most of the time just cheap and easy and quick and just get to the next thing. And um and Now I try, like when I started working out, I tried to like only go out once a week. So now that's what we try to do is like only go out once a week. But when we go out, we go out big. Yeah, cool. So, you know, we sometimes we will order food if it's like we didn't make it to the grocery store or whatever. But we have found like a few places that are pretty healthy that make me feel like we're not like going derailing ourselves. And we have our derail places and we have our not derail places. So it's been, you know, I would say during when we had COVID, we ate, we ordered more food than I have. We have ever ordered since we have been together. And it was crazy. Um, It was fun, but it was hard to get back into the rhythm of making our own food again and not relying on, you know, delivery. 
yeah, you could, it's like a muscle. You kind of got to strengthen and it can atrophy. It you is. Know, where yeah. You're like, oh shit. I don't even know what to think about, you know, like, where do I even start? Yeah. Um, and mine isn't, isn't even really like a health thing. Like I'm worried about them using oil or some shit. It's more just like my own, just weird. Like, and I like to eat with, I, I don't like to have my shirt on, you know? And so you got to like, and then I like to have like, <laughs> like a huge drink or something, you know, it's just like, you, it's just strange, you know, if like, you kind of got to be, you know, you got to be a human in a restaurant and that's hard. It's harder for me to do. I'm just, people are people. It'll never go back to the way it used to be with, with people eating or ordering in. Cause I notice I walk my dog and it's all just constant food deliveries. Yeah. Uh, really there's just is. like people like scanning around. I can spot them cause they're like looking for the people's house. It's just like, you know, yeah. just constant food. Like in a way I've never, 10 years ago, you, you saw like pizzas being delivered. That's it. That's it. Yep. And then and now it's like sushi and everything. And then for a while Italian. it was the certain people would do Postmates or whatever. And it was kind of a joke, you know, but it wasn't yeah, it was like the richest people. Yeah, it. it definitely wasn't ubiquitous. And then during the pandemic, it just, I would say yeah. increased a thousand percent. I, I'm just going anecdotally based on what I've seen in my neighborhood. And then now it's just constant. It's just like a, just street. It looks like a fucking some kind of like, I don't know, like a Tim, like a weird subversive Tim Burton thing where it's just like cars delivering stuff everywhere, you know, like through the yeah. suburbs. <laughs> just through the, yeah. It's like, um, have you seen one of those like, um, little robot delivery guys? Yet? No, I just heard somebody talking about it on a podcast though. I have not, I have yet to witness that. Was yet. it me? Was it me? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was you. Maybe no. it was me talking to you now. <laughs> No, I, I haven't seen one in person either, but I've seen, you know, people will Instagram it and I've seen that, but how do they drive from the restaurant to the house? I, I don't the understand going on? any part how fast of can they I don't go. Know, <laughs> I don't know where they come from. I don't know where they go to. They always, any time I've seen it on Instagram or whatever, it's like, it's lost or stuck. It's like my Roomba. It's like never, <laughs> never doing what it's supposed to do. It's just stuck under my trombone or something for the 45 minutes. So I, it always reminds, I've never, I've yet to see one or even an image of one, but I just picture, you know how in movies, I guess in real life too, they'll send a robot in to defuse a bomb or something. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of like on a little, it's got like a little track and it just goes in there, but it's awkward. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't seem efficient. Yeah. What? Yeah. But one. What guy are they like? Are they, are they like that with like wheels? Or are they like bicentennial man? Oh no, they're like um. They're are you like familiar with bicentennial I, man. I think I might have actually seen that movie. It's a robot that what Robin Williams plays. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's sad. It's not like his normal stuff, right? It it's yeah. It's it ends up being sad because uh, he like lasts forever. <clears throat> they get him as like a nanny for this kid. And then she grows yes. up. He calls the kid little miss. And then she's like an old lady and he still calls her like little miss. And then I, I think he's eventually just like fro is frozen or some shit. Yeah. It's kind of like the giving tree or this. something. It's got a giving tree type vibe. God, that is sad. Um, I think, I don't know. But the ones I have seen are like little red rider, um, <laughs> Like Red Riders we wagons oh, with like, wheels and like I think you're thinking of Red Fly Red Flyer, but yes. What's Red Rider? 
Well, I think she was a, a hood. <laughs> God. Yeah. No, I'm, ra- like oh, I'm little... sorry. No, radio flyer is the way. Radio wagon. flyer? And then, Re- yeah, okay. There it's might like be that. there might be red rider wagons too. What the fuck do I? I fucked it up. I was like, I think you're thinking of red flyer, and I was wrong. <laughs> I'm coming after you, Stanger, <laughs> uh, with the robot. Um, I but that's the kind I've seen is the little they're like rolling around. But I, the ones I've seen don't have the tracks like that. The little like defuse a bomb track, but. <laughs> Did you see that article about the Google guy quitting because the AI um, he was working with he thinks is a human? No. What happened? What ha- what happened? It's not 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 human, but like um, is the word sentient? Sentient. Yeah. Is that is a the word for that? Yeah, where um, it's 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 like taking on personality and agency. Like it's it's not just a uh, it's not just a machine. Like it yeah, thinks it's, for itself. The it's this article headline is Google sidelines engineer who claims it's AI is sentient. Oh, <laughs> okay. And this is the New York times. So I don't have an account, so I can't read the rest of the article, but my friend sent it to me. So it's something for all of us to keep, <sighs> keep a lid on it, you know? Freaky. Uh, okay. That's a good point. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's transition into this movie. So, um, we're talking about flash dance. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it, I I'll say even now, like I wholehearted wholeheartedly recommend watching this movie. Um, and just to give you like a quick little synopsis on the plot. Um, it's essentially just a, it's, it's set in Pittsburgh and it's a woman who is a, uh, a welder. She's a welder. Yeah, she's a welder. She's like a blue collar welder by day, and she yep. dances uh, in this kind of performance art style dancing by night. And ultimately, it's her dream to to step out of her blue collar um, kind of humble life and become a professional ballerina or dancer. Um, and it's it's you know a slice of life, a slice of her life, and you know kind of a feel good Rocky type story. Um, and it's all told specifically from her point of view. Uh, and so, okay, let's get into it now. What, before you say your thoughts on the movie and maybe general thoughts overall, what, what was your relationship with Flashdance before this? You kind of know the song. There's the Irene Cara song. What a feeling that's kind of the theme of the movie, the movie Mm -hmm. that's popular and people will know. And then the movie's maybe been parodied in some respect, specifically the first dance she does at her club. Uh, where she dumps the water on herself. Um, yeah, that's what Jason said. And I was like, I have never seen a parody of this, or I probably have, but had no idea what the reference was. Yeah. But that he was like, oh, yeah, everyone has parodied this. And I was like, okay, well, well, show me one person, because I have never, <laughs> never. But I would say I I think I thought Flashdance had John Travolta in it. Okay, yeah, I mean that makes sense because you're thinking of like Saturday Night Fever and Grease. Maybe that's and, what the, I was thinking of. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, it's all around this time. I mean, Saturday Night Fever was a little bit before, and but you know, Grease was pretty close to this. So it's all mm-hmm. that kind of like dance, little disco, little eighties. This is eighty three, but 
the Irene Cara yeah. song is a disco song. I mean, what we you know, what a feeling. So I get that. And even the guy, Michael Nuri is a little kind of Travolta esque maybe too. He's the yeah. kind of like the, the male lead in it. Um, yeah. Who plays Nick. Uh, but yeah, so I could, I could see why you, why that stuff would kind of get all mixed up in there for you. Yeah. I definitely, when you said, what's the girl's name? Is it Jen? Jennifer, Jennifer Beals Beal? playing Alex. Jennifer Owens. Beals. Yeah. And I just thought that you were wrong. I thought her name had to be something different because it's so similar to Jessica Beale. Yeah. And wasn't Jessica Beale also in like a dance movie? Or she, she may have been. I, I think she did play in, a, a dancer in a movie. I th- I first I think it's some like sexy role because it was like she had done Seventh Heaven and now she was like doing a sexy role or something could be. about that it. Sounds that sounds right. I definitely um, haven't internet searched it. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> My phone's like, come um, on, dude, you fucking. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I hate to like yeah. jump in on the podcast. My phone comes up. I hate to fucking jump in on the show, but you definitely did search. You may not remember. This guy's but, a liar. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. Yeah. I remember. I am sentient. Man, what will become of us? Okay, so uh, that's what I knew of this movie was I thought John Travolta was in it and that I did not believe that there was someone that could be so similarly named to Jessica Biel. Yeah, you're like fucking Travolta's in it. Jessica Biel as a baby is in it. <laughs> yeah, so I can't no wait to scene. watch it. <laughs> uh, this is also it, this is something that your parents probably wouldn't let you watch because it is there's some adult themes in there and it's R rated. I think there's it n- is yeah it in was it. there's some boobs. My my parents highly permissive. My sister and I watch this movie all of the time. All of the time. So, oh, really? Yeah. Growing <laughs> up, it was like a heavy rotation. I could probably, I watched it again for the show, but I probably could have not watched it and still been able to speak about it in detail because we've just seen it so many times. And I do remember that somebody got us, because we loved it and would sing the songs and all that stuff. Somebody got us a record, like a uh, like an album that was for Snoopy doing Flash Dance called Flash Beagle. And we're like, what the fuck is this? Just get us the real thing. We're all insulted by it. We're like, you know, five years old and shit, you know? Yeah. And you guys are like, no, show us, show us this. I mean, it's, it is pretty risque for a five year old. A little bit. Yeah. But I guess if you're five, maybe you don't even notice or care. Uh, We just weren't uptight about it. We we wanted to see grown up stuff. We weren't uptight about it. I mean, that's what we, kids now, (laughs) kids now don't want that shit at all. They just want to watch, you know, like. Uh, you know, Pixar and stuff. And, and they don't want, we were like, what are the grownups watching? Yeah. We want what, in. That's what we want. That's true. I did want to watch Frasier more than anything. <laughs> and I was never allowed. Oh my God. It was past my bedtime. Okay. Know, so. All right. <laughs> okay. So what'd you think? You know, I thought it was actually like, I enjoyed watching it. I, you know, it's a little cheesy, but it really was fun to watch. There was some, uh, some stuff where you're like, Okay, well, she just, she has like an, she's kind of abusive. You know, she hits this man a bunch. She throws a rock through his window. Yeah, something. It's something, a uh, brick, I mean, something through the window. He's also and then, her boss and yeah, yeah, pulling yeah. personal information on her. It's one of those things that like, and then stalking her too, you know, like it's, 
Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, now I hear it coming back. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but then, then she also throws her shoe at him and then hobbles away, one shoe on, one shoe off, and that really, that really was uh, the end for me. That, <laughs> but no, I. You're right. He was, he was his own special version of a person. But I really have, I don't think I've seen a lot of movies where the girl is like punching the guy. Um, I mean, he's twice her size, so I guess it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the rules are. It's um. There's a podcast um called You Must Remember This, hosted by Karina Longworth. It's a great podcast, and they're doing all these um uh 80s kind of sexual movies, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all, all kinds of different stuff. She's going through the entire decade and picking like one or two movies in each year. And so she chose Flashdance as one of them. If you're interested in movies, I recommend this podcast is really well done and she's great. Does a ton of research. And, um, she picked Flashdance as one of them. And I was so nervous about it because I really like Flashdance and she's so smart. She can really take stuff apart and you're like, Oh no, she's right. Um, but she was really nice to Flashdance and I was glad about that. And I, I, I wouldn't be able to speak to its sexual politics as well as she can. But yeah. she made a lot of good points about the movie in that, even still now, but especially at the time, to have this giant Paramount movie come out that's all from the perspective of the female character. Like, she is the star of the movie. It is mm-hmm. her story. It is about her achieving her dreams. She has female friends. She has agency all the way throughout the movie. And, you know, she has a... um you know, she pull, she points out like they're kind of back and forth and maybe some toxic stuff in their relationship, him being a little yeah. sexual harassy at work and then her with him. But, you know, it is a movie. It is fantasy and it works out. So you're kind of like, yeah. okay. You know, there's that thing yeah. where it's like, I called this person a hundred times. Fortunately, they wanted me to call them. And so it worked out. It's a fine right. line between, <laughs> you know. Uh, That's true. And she, true. she even said that at the end of the movie, um, after her kind of big celebratory dance, after her big, you know, like her moment and she's celebrating, yeah. he's there waiting for her and he gives her roses, but they even take it one step further to where she then takes the roses, but pulls out a rose and gives it to him. So it's always her choosing, oh. which yeah. I thought was cool too. Cause it wasn't like. Oh, of course the guy is rescuing her. It's like not no, not exactly. Yeah. So I thought, wow, for this kind of, you know, fluffy 80s feel-good movie, they do have some interesting gender politics happening behind the scenes. And it was, and it's probably why my sister and I liked it so much. Um, one, me, just because it was different. And two, because my sister finally had something that she could fight. She's watching all my dumb shit of like <laughs> Guys, yeah. you know, guys like coming through it is, you know, story about guys. But um, we were always <laughs> trying to find a movie that like both of us could like. We were less than two years apart. So it was always if there's something for oh, the yeah. girls and something for the guys in there, it was always a hit. But I you know what I always liked about this movie was how sincere it is. Like it is just mm-hmm. straightforward. It almost makes you feel uncomfortable, like how sincere it is. <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> There's no reading between the lines. Like this movie is just what it is. Follow your dreams. (laughs) What did you think about that dog though? Grunt? Grunt. I loved him. I did not like whoever was dubbing his barks. 
No, because it was different dogs doing the barks. Yeah. I was like, pick the same dog and just do dog barks. That but weird. They went all over the map. Yeah, high pitch. There's a moment where um, she is filling out her uh, application to get into this repertory ballet company. And she's laying on the ground with like uh, 80s jeans on, on her stomach, riding out. And the dog is look, laying and staring at her. That I love. Like, I can't get that picture out of yep. my mind. It's great. There's so many yeah. good visuals in this movie. Adrian Lyne is the director of it. He's a great director. He's a really good artist. Directed a bunch of cool movies. Sexy stuff. Fatal Attraction. Nine and a half weeks. Indecent Proposal. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Uh, unfaithful. And um, he is... He's visually just fucking has it like the guy because this movie yeah. doesn't show a lot of overt sex, but it's a very, very sexy movie. Yeah. Like that dinner scene where she puts her leg in his crotch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I like know. Crazy. And then but but then she also when, uh, when that when the like the ex-wife walks up and then she takes off her jacket to reveal she's just wearing a dickie. Yeah. I was like, that's the hottest look I've ever seen. Like, that's like crazy. Yeah. And great. She has like great muscles bringing it back to fitness. She has like great shoulders, like, like very established muscles without being like crazy, like in any direction. They're just like living and breathing and, you know, making their, (laughs) making their self known. But that Dickies reveal was fun. Really fun. There's also a moment to where they're at her warehouse apartment, which I always love. This is like an eighties trope to where, you know, somebody that seemingly has no money has a 10,000 square foot warehouse space with hardwood floors and all that. And you're like, yeah, when I grow up, that's what I'll have. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, where she has like a cut off sweater and she takes her bra off with her sweater on like another. Yeah, she's trying to have a conversation. Jason and I laughed about that for we missed the next scene of the movie because we were just like, no, he hasn't listened to a word you said yeah. since this whole showcase. I was like, this is also how I changed in middle school because I hated to change. my. <laughs> so I would like in P.E. That's how I would change. And I was like. How is she making it look hot? And it was the worst experience of my life. Yeah, she's telling him about going to the symphony with her dad. And like, uh, she was bored, but her dad told her that if she closes her eyes, she could see the music. And she's like, you can, really? It's so sweet. And she's like, go ahead, try it. And he's just like fucking staring at her changing in front of him. <laughs> he's it like, what? So what? Uh-huh. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so but, oh, go ahead. Oh, were you going to say so about the fitness Oh yeah. I was going to say the, so the workout stuff in it. So there's, I would say the dancing is one thing and there's mm-hmm. two big workout things. She straight up just shows her, it shows her dancing at for training. Like she goes home, she's got like, um, you know, ballet bars and mirrors and all this stuff set up to like, I guess just it's how she exercises. So that's, there's a, that whole number, which we can break down. And then there's also her with her friends, that she dances with at Mobby's bar <laughs> and they have like a full on gym scene to where they're lifting weights yeah. in some kind of like, um, backlit gym. Uh, yes. like it's like, <laughs> let's get physical. Like, um, Olivia Newton, John, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. So how, for me watching this now, when she does her home workout dance, 
It's so inspiring. It makes me want to be flexible and healthy and just <laughs> dance because her body looks so good. And like, it, she just is moving so flexibly. Um, yeah. I'm just like, God damn, I'm like not even close to like, you know, just, I would just break in half trying to do that shit. <laughs> it's like, I just imagine myself like sl- Turn to dust. slowly lifting weights. <laughs> just snap in half and turn to dust. That was the last dance <laughs> Stanger ever did. No, I, um, I took a video of this and I was like, like her, like, you know, they're always right up on her, you know, ass. Mm-hmm. And it's like so strong. And I'm just like, how, like, you don't just dance to get a strong ass, right? I think it helps. I think if you're doing, if you're doing, um, I'm trying to think like, so if you're do, it's not, it, it depends on the kind of dancing that you're doing. I think there's a little bit of genetics coming into it, but if you're doing sure. like literally where you're leaping and jumping all day long, so it has to be some significant change in elevation. It can't just be, you know, dancing yeah. where you're staying on the ground. I think that like just over time you can develop the functional strength to build that kind of tone and muscle. I it's, it should be said that there's this woman, I think like a Russian dancer, Marine Jahan, that does a lot of the doubling for Jennifer Beals in this. Um, oh, okay. She has a double that she uses a lot. And the, I think there's like, I'm trying to remember, there's like maybe four or five doubles they use for this movie. She's like a dancing superstar. And so wow. for the character to work, it would be like, Number one, can she do it? If she can't do it, then can this double do it? If that double can't do it, then can this double? They just go through down the line, even some guys, and they had some boys that were gymnasts do some of the stuff too, to kind of tell this full picture of this girl as a dancer, which is, you know, which is cool. It's what you would have to do to have like a, because I think, you know, her emotional range is so good that you want her yeah. to kind of carry the movie, but you need to make sure that you're supporting her as a dancer. But I know Maureen Jahan is the woman that did a lot of the doubles and maybe like a lot of that body stuff. She also yeah. interestingly did a lot of the um, bike doubling too, because it's got her riding, cr- cranking through the streets of Pittsburgh on a 10 speed on like wet <laughs> yeah. streets and stuff. And yeah, yeah, so it's Maureen Jahan doing a lot of that stuff. I saw like an interview That's with so her funny. later and she can like, she's popped up in some other movies as like a dancer, like a go-go dancer. And she can still do a lot of the same dances that she did in the movie. Wow. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, I mean, just, yeah, the athleticism I have, tr- like, there's like this move where she's like, uh, like doing kind of an up, like what's the, it's like a plank, but you're your top is facing the sky instead of being on, you know, in a normal. Oh plane. yeah. Like a bridge, like a, a yeah, supine like, bridge or something like that. Yeah. And I just like, even just doing that hold alone without adding in any extra dance or movement, I have tried to do things like that in my own life and my God, it's hard. And so I am just like, this is part of your dance and you're just able to do it. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. But I also like, I guess there's a lot of squats because like plieing is like a, oh, yeah. a, a squat, essentially. It's a 
a variation of a regular squat. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, um, it's explosive too. You know, they're having to like leap and propel themselves. It also is misleading too, because, um, you know, it looks effortless and fun and kind of free, but dancers are fucked up a lot too. And often injured, you know, and in tons of pain. So it's like, you just watch this and just springing around with like a perfect butt. And you're like, wow, that's the life. But meanwhile, you know, it's this constant maintenance. Yeah. And, their feet are bleeding. Yeah. And they're it just is like tons of ice baths. Ton, yeah. yeah. Tons of injuries and all that shit. But another thing that we've talked about on the show is that I think another reason their bodies <laughs> look so great is that their the flexibility is such a huge part of it. So in order to yeah. be able to move beautifully through space, they're constantly working on flexibility. And so a muscle that can, you know, uh, lengthen and contract properly and go through the full range of motion is going to look the best, you know? And so there's not, there's like a lot of balance there because they're constantly having to kind of maintain flexibility and stretching, you know, so they have full mobility. Um, so that, I think that it makes it aesthetically pleasing too. But I, so, and then to the, the workout part, I love the fact that that showed them training in there and like hitting the weights, um, I know. I, I really like that too. I mean, I will say that woman that's doing bicep curls and falls backwards. Yes. Maybe my favorite moment of any movie of all time. Yes. <laughs> so hilarious. It's really silly. And like, they're, they're all super beautiful. Um, but they're not taking yep. themselves serious. Cause they're having like a funny conversation about whether or not this one girl is kind of a running theme, if she should call this guy or not. <laughs> That, yeah, that's her main joke. <laughs> that girl is a professional dancer. She played Penny in Dirty Dancing, that character. Oh, cool. Yeah, the the blonde woman in Dirty Dancing who yeah. is uh has has to get the abortion. Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um she uh yeah, so they're all kind of like working out and they're like crossing their eyes, you know, if the stuff's too hard and then <laughs> She's like, she's done so many curls that eventually she falls over. She does like these weird kind of like there, she seated, um, crisscross applesauce and she's doing curls with the bite, with the dumbbells kind of touching the ground. Like it's a strange, it's like, maybe just stand up and do them. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I did wonder. I was, I did think, oh, should I try that? (laughs) Seated crisscross applesauce. Should I I haven't, you haven't tried it that way. I haven't. No, no. I've done him seated on a bench before and then seated on like an incline. Yeah. Yeah. Those both make sense. Yeah. I think seated on the ground might not make sense, but you know. Hey man, it's hey. visually, I'll you know, try they're, it. they're trying to tell a visual story here. This came out around the time that MTV launched. That was one thing that Karina Longworth talked about on her podcast. This movie and Risky Business both came out in the same year. And it's like the same year that MTV happened. And she was talking about how the critics just savaged this movie and said, it's like, it's the effect of MTV on movies. Um, you oh. know, and it's so funny because she was like, this movie was in production before MTV aired. So no, that's not the case. It's just something that was happening culturally at the time and people just kind of missed it. But it's one of the, it's one of the cool things. I think it's why the movie endures is that it looks so good. Like the dances are yeah. really well shot and, um, and the movie is very male gazy. Like you definitely get to see beautiful women in the movie, but it's also like we were talking about earlier from the perspective of her. So you kind of like, you don't ever feel like you're leering at her, you know, she's, you know, she's, yeah. uh, that, that club Mobby's bar is based on a real place in Canada, like Gimlet's or something in Canada. And there was, we were wondering what the 
what is this bar? Yeah. It was like a kind of burlesque show that they were doing at this bar. And uh, one of the women there that they profiled what worked by day as a construction worker, but they would go there and they would do these kind of conceptual performance art dances. And sure, guys would go there and drink and kind of want to see there was some level of stripping that was happening, but it was more like conceptual of them actually doing these performance art pieces with costumes and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, because at the very beginning, her first dance, I she's like wearing clothes and then she starts to take them off. And I was like, Jason, this is a stripper. Like, this is a stripper movie. I stay your head. We watch a stripper movie. <laughs> and then and then it wasn't obviously yeah. that you find out very quickly that it's not. But I really was like, wait, this she's taking her clothes off each time. <laughs> But it wasn't, it was just for the, you know, she did couldn't get all of her clothes soaking wet when she threw the bucket of water on Yeah, she's herself. like a gender bendy performance because she starts off with like wearing a suit or something, you know, and then she yeah. keeps stripping down further and further. And then they do, to make it clear that this is a different kind of bar, they have the evil bar next door, Zanzibar, which is an actual strip club. And so what did you mm-hmm. think of the genie storyline? She has a friend in the movie that's a waiter- uh, a waitress where she works as a dancer and the friend is training to be a professional ice skater uh, or training to, I think they get in the Olympics. They don't say, but you think it's the Olympics. Yeah. And she also maybe wants to dance too, but her thing is skating. They have some good moments together where her family has kind of taken Alex in Jennifer Beals character in, and then she's very supportive of her friend and they train together. Yeah. She gets to see how amazing she is on the ice. And she's truly spectacular, like those hitting those spins and all that stuff. She's got a dad that's kind of disinterested in it, although he pays for it and supports her. And then she goes for her big night to perform, I guess, to qualify for the Olympics or the Olympic trials. And uh, dad's there. She's there. She's doing great. She dances to Gloria by Laura um, Berenger, right? I think you know you're the song? asking the wrong co-host. Uh, <laughs> Laura, uh, I can't. What's her last? She sings that song "Self Control" too. A couple of great '80s songs, but then she falls, and it's so sad. She can't. She falls so many times. She can't get she up falls. anymore. Yeah. And then her dad's kind of sweet to her, like he tells her she bounced. Like ah, you bounced pretty good or something. Was that a nice? That was nice. <laughs> I mean, is it, I don't know, but he wasn't, he was kind of against it anyway. So it felt like, Hey, maybe that's the best we can get. And then it keeps going, getting worse and worse for Jeannie. Her boyfriend, who's kind of a little comedian at the bar leaves to go to LA. And God, that was a very funny, it it is. (laughs) And then the, and then there's like the scumbag that owns Zanzibar, Johnny C., he, yeah, he sucks. He's, he's like predatory, like kind of like a pimp predator type guy. He keeps yeah. trying to get the girls to dance over at his bar and kind of buy them. And he ultimately gets Jeannie over there. And um, Alex has to kind of rescue her. Now, when I was before, when I would watch this, I never got it. I was like, what, what does this mean? Like, why does this happen to Jeannie? Because it seemed like she had the support of her dad and her family. Why does this end this way for her? What what do you make of it? And then I'll tell you my theory. Well, I think they couldn't have both, you know, they didn't want to have both people succeed. So when she fell and, you know, eventually, you know, did not get back up, 
Then when it was, you know, Alex's what turn. What was the main girl's name? Alex? Yeah. Alex, when it was Alex's turn to have her big moment and then she fell and then she was like, can I start over? And then she starts over and then she is victorious. I feel like they, they decided to make it so they both, cause this was what, you know, the eighties. So, and it was already a woman movie. So it was like, okay, we can't have both women succeed. So one has to fail and the other one can win. I agree. I, and that's in, in kind of watching it in more recent years. I think it's so that it sets up her fall at the end of the movie. Um, so you're like, yeah. oh no. But then she stands up. Not another one. I also think too, screwing down on it even more, it shows. So Alex, everybody knows that she's the most talented. And for whatever reason, she's got this kind of, um, for whatever reason, she's not taking her shot. And she's got this woman, Hannah, in her life, who's kind of a mentor for her who was a dancer. You don't really get her whole backstory. Alex seems to have no parents now. She talks about her dad turning her on to music, but we don't know what happened to her parents. She's got this woman, Hannah, in her life who believes in her and thinks that she should become a ballerina, but she has no dance training at all. And then she, she has all these people around her that are taking their shots. She's got her friend, Jeannie, that's training and is going to be in the Olympics, hopefully. And then she's got Richie, the comedian at the club. He's going to go to L.A. and try to make it. Mm. And she's got Hannah pushing her. And so Richie ultimately fails. And then you see Gina, Jeannie, try and fail and then end up dancing in that other place, you know, like really down yeah. on her luck. And I think it's showing what the cost, what the cost is for her of taking her shot. And so it really sets it up. It's like, this is a huge fucking risk to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and try for something. The risk is everything. Like it's tremendous. Like you could completely lose yourself. And so it keeps kind of raising the stakes. And so that when she finally does come through in the end, you really feel how victorious she is, you know? Wow. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful. I did not, I didn't, uh, you know, this is my first time watching it. So I didn't feel that deeply about it, but now, man, wow, 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 wow. The cost of it all. That woman that played Jeannie died when she was 30 of like a brain hemorrhage. Sad. That is sad. Yeah. The actor, I don't know. I I think it was like her skating a lot of the times too. I, I felt like it was like, I feel like you could see her face when she was skating, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, it it felt like we kind of did a crossover. Um, I know cutting we, edge, because yeah, because cutting edge also was skating. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the thing I want to bring up is is the when they're on their first date, and she starts running in heels. I. I thought, okay, one, she's a dancer, so maybe her feet are just numb. Maybe she can't feel her feet. But also, have you ever tried to exercise in heels? I never have. I've seen Ice-T's wife, Coco, do squats and stuff with, like, giant heels on. Like, that's how she does her squats. Have you seen that before? I haven't. But I I have tried to do Zumba in heels, one time I was like, okay, Beyonce does this all the time. Let me see if I can do it. And so I did attempt a Zumba uh, class, not a class. I was alone. Uh, I was by myself <laughs> and I tried it. 
And it was so hard. And now I do not wear heels all the time. So that's, you know, I'm not coming at it as a seasoned veteran over here. But man, it hurts. It's essentially like a wedding reception, I guess. But what, um, how often do you wear heels? I wear heels probably once. Once a week? A month. Or once a month. Uh, and how tall do you go on them? Cause you could really, uh, I go, I go all, I go high as high as they'll, as they'll let me. How tall are you? I'm five, nine. So I, you can get when up to I six wear foot like in heels, I'm six foot, maybe six, one people, people are, it is a diff, you get a different reaction out of human beings when you are a six foot tall woman. <laughs> and it's very hard. Can you, do you feel like you can walk normally in them? Well, I will say the pandemic did change it. So I, before the pandemic, I could, I could go a day in heels. I'm a huge fan of Jessica Simpson heels. I feel like she has locked in how to make a heel that you oh. can walk in and like live in and whatever. But I, the, since post pandemic, you know, hardcore pandemic, I feel like my feet are way like less used to it. And so they give me a little more trouble, but I love like a tall, just wedge. So it doesn't hurt as bad, yeah. but then you could roll an ankle and that is very likely too. Fuck man. That's a fucking crazy thing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's highly impressive. Even just being able to walk, you know, normally and comfortably in them. Um, but let alone being able to dance or run, you know, I know just her running. Cause that's your toes are smashing into the front, mm. like with dancing mm. or even doing squats, you can still stay in your heels. Yeah. You can still like, you know, it's not so, but running that girl was running in heels in stiletto, the heels. Like it was, they weren't crazy high, but I could not believe what I was seeing. Did you think the guy was attractive? You know, I kind of did. He reminded me of the bad guy in A Knight's Tale. Yeah, that guy's cool. And he's so handsome to me. I think he's like, I've seen him at Gelson's and I had a hard time like not like being like, hi. <laughs> Could you imagine if I just said hi? Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> but I, he reminds me of that guy. So I, th yeah, I thought he was kind of cute. Do you think like if he's ever going to like the, the, the Knight's Tale guy, if he's even ever going to the deli meet, he has like jokes about stuff being weighed and measured or isn't that his, that's his line <laughs> in that movie. You've been weighed and measured and left wanting that. So apparently that was, I, I hope so. I mean, it's crazy if he doesn't, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> he has a good sounding voice. The Knight's Tale guy he does. Yeah. Uh, apparently that movie was about the, the writers who wrote it and directed it, his experience with Mel Gibson and uh, the evil knight was based on Mel Gibson. And that was something. What? Yeah, that was something that Mel Gibson said to him that he'd been weighed and measured and left wanting or something like that. <laughs> he wrote God. the movie Payback for Mel Gibson or some shit. I can't remember. I got I to gotta do more research <laughs> on it. Man, I would love to have, I don't know, the opportunity to be that petty about anything. <laughs> Just. What a dream. God, what a dream. Uh, yeah, Michael Norrie. No shots of Michael Norrie working out or dancing or anything. Um, but you seem like he was in okay shape. 
You wonder how yeah, tall he seemed, he seemed tall in the movie, but you know, he could just be five eleven, and she could just be short. You know? Yeah. I think she's, I'm sure she's tiny Yeah, and he, and that, you know, that's the plight of Hollywood men is even like Gerard Butler. I think he's like five eleven. Like he seems like he'd be six, four. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, you're just, you're just as tall as me when I wear a shoe. Cool. <laughs> I shot something with him at funnier die before. It was awesome. He's really cool. Is that why you texted me beforehand to say, bring up Gerard Butler? That's exactly why. <laughs> and here we are. I also, I also did say, please don't mention this text, but Oh <laughs> yeah. You did. Okay. Um, well, I didn't read the whole thing. He was super cool. And, um, he had a, his own makeup person that he brought with him and she put makeup on his hands, <laughs> which I thought was strange. Why? I don't know. Why? Who knows? Just- Who knows? She was just like doing makeup everywhere. And she was like putting makeup on his hands. And it was like, right when, um, the first, uh, um, Olympus has fallen. What had come out like the white house movie that he did, which ended up being like a big hit. But, um, he was like, uh, would do stuff in like one take. And it was like, it was stupid shit, but it was like, he was really good. Like everything he did was really good. And he had like really like wow. crystal blue eyes. And then he would like do the take and it was like perfect. And then he would just like stare at you and you're like, is this real? Or is this what is it? <laughs> it was like, he's one of those, like, just like good actors that like, you're just like, yes. Like you don't, you forget to do your lines or something. Cause you think he's really God. trying to communicate with you. I'm like, is this guy really trying to fucking communicate or is this the scene? <laughs> but it's like, really, he's I, acting. Yeah. He's acting. And then like, he's, I forgot he was Scottish and he had like a good Scottish accent. I was like, oh yeah, he's fucking Scottish. He's like, you like, you couldn't even understand him. I was just like, ah, oh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. But it was, yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I remembered to bring him up. Yeah. I can't remember a, how tall important. he was. That might've been interesting. Uh, I can't, he, I think I have seen him at uh, La Poubelle, which mm. is why I bring him up. And I think when I walked past him, I was probably wearing heels and I was taller than him. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, so did this make you want to dance, Aaron? I always, yeah, I always, always want to dance. dance. I anyway. always, I always wish that I was a good dancer, but I just am not. And I, I think it's too late for me to have like any real progress, but I will not stop trying. So what did you think? We can, we can end it here. What did you think of her last dance that she does for the audition? Did you get emotional? I did not get emotional because, but I will say it's, I, Jason was watching this with me at this point. He goes, he was like, what do you call this dance style? It's everything <laughs> she like, learned the whole movie. I was just like, I think it's contemporary. Yeah. Cause she's just, but I will, I like, I have, I, it was really cool stuff. I, it's like, there's like ballet in there, like a little, you know, the little tw- twisty turnies. And then she's also like rocking out and like just being like a badass. So I, it was, it was great. It was cool. I wish I could do that stuff, but you know, uh, one scene that makes me get emotional too, is when she, uh, goes to try out for the, or to sign up for it the first time. And then like everybody else has like their perfect ballerina stuff. And she's got like her work shoes on and she just fucking leaves, you mm-hmm. know, she can't yeah, even do it. Oh God, it gets me. Um, but I, I loved, I like the break dancing. Anytime there was break dancing in a movie when mm-hmm. I was growing up, I was like, Oh my God, this is the fucking best. And then she does a break dancing in it. 
you know, would they would they select her for their repertory? Probably, probably not. But <laughs> I don't know. She seemed to, there was one guy tapping his toe. One, I think, one of the people was also getting emotional. Yeah, the lady. Did the, I make the, that up? Yeah, the lady, the lady that okay. is also doing the admin too, because she kind of has a relationship yeah. with her. So yeah, she's seen the she's seen the journey. Yeah, she starts clapping when she does the break dancing. Um, yeah. also strange that, uh, Nick, Michael Nuri put a bow on grunt at the end. <laughs> like he's, I know. like he's a gift. It's like, I think the dog is already hers. <laughs> <It's> hers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely hers. You uh, should have yeah, put it like a like... tuxedo tie on him or something. <laughs> yeah. Put the dickie that she was wearing, put it on the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good read. <laughs> That's, you know, you think for yeah. sure that oh, like grunt. You would never uh, use that thing again, but you know this would be a good opportunity to wear it twice. <laughs> yeah, one last one last time. Yeah, I did. It was like a Lexus commercial, but with a dog. <laughs> it was just like a Christmas Lexus where you put a bow on it, and this is just a dog with a bow. Yeah, uh, I hope I get a Lexus for Christmas this year. Fingers crossed. I'm trying to drop hints <laughs> to Nancy that she. Yeah, I would start now. This is a big gift. So you've got to really, you got to work up to it. Do people want to get Lexus cars anymore? (laughs) They don't seem that cool to me. I know they're very nice, but they're just not cool, right? I don't, I don't know that they're not cool, but they are not like, if you're going to get a cool car, then it's not probably that one. But it's like, if you have, cause it's the higher end of a Toyota in the family. So it's like, if you have, if you want a little more swagger than a Toyota. Swagger? That's the word, right? I think so. <laughs> I've heard people say swagger, but I think swagger sh- is cool. Um, then you get a Lexus. It's like if, it's like if you're a fancy mom, but not, yeah. not all the way fancy. Fancy mom. They, I feel like there was a time where people... Th- like I was like a kid, I was like, oh, I want that. Like I thought that was cool, but then now, yeah, because didn't they have like little like coops that could like go fast I, yeah, or something? Yeah, I just remember it being cool for a little for a minute, but it's that's gone. Yeah. That's gone. They're definitely going for moms now and yeah. dads. You know, moms and dads that want to be cool. Um, yeah, they don't want to necessarily have like a a a minivan, but they want they need the space. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, you know, um, so I'm going to say this, I highly recommend this movie. People should watch it. Um, I would, it makes me want to dance. It makes me, would I try her workout dance? I would definitely want to be good at it. Want to try it. Would only do it in the privacy of my own home because I would be very embarrassed of it. Um, and then as far as her workout stuff with her friends, I, I, you know, I would try it. I would like to hang with them and, you know, joke around and, um, yeah, I do a gym workout with them. Yeah, do some light bicep curls seated. Um, yeah. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. Um, I would also say I recommend this movie maybe for older than five-year-olds, um, but I would recommend it. And I, it, this movie makes me want to uh, grease myself up before a workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so I could look as hot as possible before I'm really sweaty. You That's know, so. Uh, Nancy watched that part with me, and she was like, "You do not sweat that much from doing bicep curls." I was like, eh, "No, absolutely yeah, not." Fair point. <laughs> so much sweat. I liked her um, leg warmers and stuff. Like her workout gear was cool. Yeah, her gear was really fun. Yeah. 
I'd, I'd look in. I, I think I said that when we watched the other movies, like a, a Leotard. Perfect. I, I still, I still want that, but I haven't found the right one. I'm still looking. Her stuff but. seemed more functional than what they were wearing in Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And see, I'm sure they just functional though for what she's doing. I yeah. don't know that I want to necessarily be wearing just that, but yeah, fair enough. I like a little leg, <laughs> a little leg coverage. Well, there you go, guys. There you have it. Let us know what you think of Flashdance. Uh, if you have a movie for us that you'd like to recommend, um, you know, go for it. Outside the box is fine. I mean, we found we found the exercise scene in Flashdance, guys. Um, so let us know what you want us to try. You can reach us at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. That's right. If you want to email us, you can email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com about anything you want. And on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the Dumbbells and all our wonderful listeners out there that joined us today, um, the fictional characters in the movie Flashdance, Alex, o- Alex Owens and Nick Hurley, um, the two leads. We'd like to remind everybody out there listening to Train Dirty, Eat Clean, and Live in Between. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>